I know you want to try that thing. Push yourself to give it a go. Finally get something started. But something is holding you back. It's fear. It's overwhelming and all-consuming to a point where you keep pushing back this thing that you really want to try. But what if I told you there's a really simple way to move beyond this fear? What if I told you that by the end of this episode, you'll be able to get started, get cracking, and finally take steps in action towards that thing that you've really been wanting to try or start? Well, you and your future plans are in for a treat because that's exactly what we're going to do together today in this episode. Have you ever wondered whether there's actually a sustainable way to balance a healthy and meaningful life with your busy schedule? Well, you're in luck, Balancer, because I did too. And the Balance Theory podcast is now a dedicated space to be curious in finding a balance that just works. Because since we're being honest here, balance isn't a one-size-fits-all. I'm your host, Erica, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Balancers, and welcome to another episode of the Balance Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Erica, and I want to start off by sharing something really personal with you guys. That fear that you're potentially feeling right now, I felt too. In fact, I felt it just before I started this podcast. And had I not found a way to work through it or move beyond it, we wouldn't be here having this conversation right here, right now. So trust me when I say I know how you're feeling and use me as proof to know that there is a way to move beyond it and we can workshop it together, no matter how big or restrictive it feels in this current moment right now. So first things first, you and I need to acknowledge a really uncomfortable truth about fear. That is, we think we need to wait for the fear to dissipate in order to get started or to take steps to move towards a goal that we're trying to achieve. We look at this fear, right? And we take it as a sign that we're not ready, that we don't know enough, that we're not prepared to get going, to start that thing, to try something new. But I'll let you in on the uncomfortable secret. You overcome 99% of this fear by actually just starting. Now I know what you're thinking, that sounds completely counterintuitive. We effectively what need to start something that we're scared to start or scared to do in order to overcome that fear or that scared feeling of doing it. I know it might not feel intuitive, but taking action is the antidote to your fear. Think about it, right? You're probably feeling this fear because you don't feel ready, you don't feel worthy, you feel like you don't really know where to start or how to do it, right? So by virtue of you actually taking action, even if it's the tiniest of steps. So with me, for example, when I was feeling that fear about starting this podcast, the tiniest, tiniest step I could do was buy a microphone. You're starting to get one step closer to achieving that thing and dissipating or breaking down that fear. Because whilst buying this microphone is not me starting a podcast, it's me getting that one step closer to it actually being a reality of mine. And actually, you're proving to yourself it's not as far away as what you think. Stick around because I'm going to break down a plan on how we can actually take this action. Because sometimes it feels really, really overwhelming. So I want to give you guys some really practical tips and steps to follow so that you can start taking action towards whatever it is your fear is holding you back from. But first, I really want us to embody this truth. You don't wait for the fear to go to take action. You take action and the fear goes. I can guarantee you that in whatever you are endeavoring to achieve or to succeed in, if you look up to anybody that's maybe one, two, three, ten steps ahead of you, I can almost guarantee that at the beginning of their journey, at the beginning of their process, they too felt and embodied this fear themselves. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the feeling or the threat of danger or harm or even the unknown. Logically, when we're doing something we've never done before, we don't know the risks associated, it's unfamiliar, we don't know what it feels like. And so to our brain, naturally, biologically, it poses as a bit of a threat, which therefore puts us in this kind of danger, fearful state. It's super understandable from a 
biomechanical point of view. Our thinking brain goes into overdrive to keep us safe, right? It's served our human race and population well to evolution and to get us to where we are today. And naturally it has its purpose in day-to-day life too. And I only share this because it then feels a little bit more human or logical when we break it down and go, okay, I'm trying something unknown and new for the first time. So we can appreciate and acknowledge what our body is doing by bringing up the emotion of fear. It's not that you're not ready or unequipped or not prepared. It's actually just your human response to the unknown, to something uncertain and to new and unfamiliar territories. So therefore, when I say that anybody in this world who has tried something new or pushed themselves outside of their comfort zone, has 100% felt this fear, you can agree and understand biologically why that totally makes sense. And so you're not the problem. You're actually part of a human race that is programmed to feel this way about new and uncertain things. And I just think stopping, starting here and really accepting this and embodying it kind of takes a little bit of a weight off your shoulders, right? There's nothing wrong with you. It's got nothing to comment on your level of preparedness or worthiness. It's actually just the biological response you have to the unknown. And the reason I really wanted to share this is because I feel like when we want to start something new, we can very easily compare ourselves to other people who are a few steps ahead of us. And we can potentially use this fear as an excuse or a reason to hold ourselves back to not get started because that fear puts us in a place where there's such a gap between where we are and where we want to be or where we are and where somebody else is. It highlights that uncharted water territory. But the only difference between you and where you want to be or you and the person who has achieved the thing that you want to achieve is I guarantee you they too felt that fear, but they took the action anyway. And you're just at that step before the action has been taken. And so logically taking that action is going to close the gap between your fear and what you want. And the really uncomfortable truth is that the fear is going to be there either way. And I kind of have experienced this myself. You try something new that then becomes familiar. And so naturally the fear goes away because it doesn't see this new thing or this new environment as a threat anymore. I mean, think about when you've started a new job in the past, it feels really uncomfortable, unfamiliar, uncertain at the beginning, but slowly but surely it becomes kind of second nature and a part of your day-to-day life. And then you might move jobs and you feel the fear again. And so it's almost like if we program ourselves to understand or expect it almost every time we're in an unfamiliar territory, every time we push ourselves outside of our comfort zone, then I feel like you get to this acceptance place where you're like, okay, cool. I accept this fear as a part of like me pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. And I'm going to choose to take the action anyway, rather than feeling the fear and taking that as a sign that you shouldn't be doing it or you're not ready or that you're not worthy because that's when it's problematic. When we take this ingrained emotional response, this ingrained biological response, and let it stop us from doing the things we really want to do. So this is basically why taking action gets rid of that fear. Even though initially it might've sounded a little bit counterintuitive, I hope now it makes a little bit more sense as to why that actually is the perfect antidote to your fear. Just before we move on to how do we actually take action, right? Cause I know that sounds all well and good in theory, but what's the actual logical steps to doing so? I just want to talk about the realistic part of all this as well, which is a feeling of overwhelm, right? So you can feel the fear and decide you want to take action. But I feel like sometimes it's really overwhelming when you're thinking about the goal you want, where you want to be, where this project or this thing you're starting, where it's going to end up. That feels so far from where you are. And that can be so overwhelming because when you think about taking action, it feels like there are millions of things that you need to do and 
you just don't even know where to start, right? And so when I sat down and thought about this action plan and kind of how I've tackled it in the past, I've had this feeling of overwhelm in mind because it's something I've felt very strongly, in fact. Um, and, and I think when we want to break it down to taking action, that overwhelm can kind of cloud it sometimes. So if that is you right now, I've thought out this action plan with that in mind to make it that little bit easier for you to, I guess, sift through the noise and all the competing things you feel like you need to do. But I just wanted to address that because I know sometimes that's also a big kind of part and parcel of the fear that you can feel. Okay, so we've got this idea that we need to take action. We understand that that's the antidote to our fear but where do we start? So I think to get the most out of what we're about to workshop together, I think it's probably best if you have a strong or current fear of yours in mind, something that you feel is holding you back, something you feel maybe is presenting as self-doubt, that you're not ready, that you're not worthy, anything that's kind of stopping you from getting started, doing anything. It could be a new health routine. It could be a new relationship or networking. It could be getting a new job or starting a new business or a side hustle. If you have fear towards any of these things or any aspects of anything in your life, I think it's best if you have that front of mind as we go through this action plan, because I think you'll get the most out of it. And I think picking one to start with is always best when we try and tackle a lot of things head on all at once. Again, that overwhelm really kicks in. So have a plan of attack for one thing at a time. Maybe think of the most pressing thing that you really want to get up and running off the ground or the most pressing change that you feel is really required at this moment in your life. And let's workshop that one together. Okay, so this is a very simple three-step plan. I don't like it when things are really complicated and convoluted. I like really drawing out the simplicity of things because I feel like that's when we stick to things. That's when things actually feel achievable and realistic. So it's just a simple three-step plan. Alrighty, step one, you have that thing in mind, the thing you want to start. I'm going to use the example of this podcast because that's a lived example of fear that I've worked through, but you workshop your own one. So step one, I want you to write down a list of everything you can think of right now that you need to get done. So don't worry about the order it needs to get done in or at which part of the process it has to happen or what you've done already and not. Just write down everything involved that you can think of right now that you probably need to do to get this thing up and running. So with a podcast, it's buying the equipment, it's thinking about a podcast name, album cover, uh, setting up social media accounts, understanding what software or programs I need to record and edit the episodes uh, understanding how it gets disseminated to like Spotify, Apple, all those things, right? These are all things I may need to learn, things I might need to do. You just want to have a really bulked out list of everything that's kind of swirling in your mind as to-do list items. Now, I want to make one very big distinction here. This is not everything you need to do to get to where you want to be, right? So if I'm starting this podcast because I want to end up being the number one podcast in the whole world, I'm not writing a to-do list to be the number one podcast in the whole world. I'm writing a to-do list to start the podcast. And I think this distinction is really key and can be the source of a lot of our overwhelm because we think of us starting this thing. We think of where we want to take it and that end result can feel so far from where we are now. That could be months or years or you know decades down the track after a lot of time of hard work. All we need to do at this moment is just get, get it started. But I think sometimes when we're clinging onto where we wanna take it, 
that puts so much pressure on us right now and makes it feel so far and unachievable for us when really the first step is just getting the podcast up and off the ground. Or in your case, it could be just taking that first step to get that thing started and a part of your life. So just remember that key distinction as you're writing your list. It's not a to-do list to get to your final goal or you know whatever you've got as the long-term plan in your mind for starting or doing this thing. It's actually just to get it started. And in saying this, I want to share something, something or a way I like to look at these things is stages. So getting something started can be seen as like stage one, right? Then we're going to have stage two, which might be like, okay, you've gotten the thing started or you've started the new job or you've moved into a new town, whatever it is. What's kind of like the next stage? Where do you want to take it after that? After the first hurdle of getting started, stage two represents maybe another hurdle. Stage three could be scaling if it's business related, podcast related, etc. Right. So we don't really need to worry about the next few stages until the first one is up and running. And that kind of helps you just segregate and not get overwhelmed by all the things you need to do and and kind of where you want to take it down the track. So this is stage one. This is just the kickoff getting started. So this step one is just about getting clear on what you need to start. And the truth is maybe you actually don't know all the things you need to start. Maybe it means you need to watch some YouTube videos and educate yourself. Maybe you need to reach out to some other people who have successfully already started something you're looking to start. Again, it's not somebody who has the end result of what you want. Although if you have access to someone like that, obviously that's great insight for you at this early stage, but all you need to do is get started. So equip yourself with a list if you can, if not educate yourself and try and beef it out as much as possible. And that is step one. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Step two is all about a deadline. Do you have a hard date you need to achieve this or want to achieve or start this thing by? Now, the reason I want to talk about having a deadline is if you were given at work a whole day to complete a set of tasks, it's highly likely you're going to take all day to those tasks as opposed to if you were given two hours to complete them, then you'll find a way to complete them within two hours. I can't remember the exact study. I've spoken about it in another podcast before, but it's essentially research backed that the amount of time you're given to complete a task, you will stretch it out to fit that time frame. So if you feel like you're procrastinating a little bit, of course, as a byproduct of the fee, but in general, you're just, you've been procrastinating this then having a deadline is a good way to keep yourself accountable and on track. And okay, sometimes you're like, okay, I've got this list of things to do and I actually have no idea how long this is going to take me. What I like to do in those circumstances is look at my to-do list and I go, okay, items one to five, I'm going to give myself three weeks to complete. And then I'll break them up and kind of give them timeframes within those three weeks. Item six to 10, that looks like maybe that'll take me about a month. And so on and so forth. So you can give yourself kind of more loose timeframes, or if it's something that's a bit clearer on your to-do list is a little bit more tangible and you can work it out just by looking at it, then you can just go and give yourself a hard date as well. Now, just make sure with a deadline, you're giving yourself something realistic because you don't want to, again, look at that deadline and take it as a sign that you're not ready or not equipped. You're not worthy because you haven't met it. Give yourself something realistic, be flexible if you need to push it out. But having that deadline is good for anyone listening who feels they're probably going to procrastinate or have been procrastinating it a little bit just to kind of get yourself moving a little bit. Step three, so simple, execute, start executing. So with that list we've put together from step one, 
You've also then kind of cycled it into a time frame per step two. You want to just start executing per your to-do list and your time frame. A key part of this step is kind of reflecting and checking in with yourself regularly because it's all well and good to have these things. But if we don't actually stick to them, they're kind of worthless. I'm a list ticker. I love ticking things off. It just gives me an absolute dopamine hit. So if that is, you know, if you're like that too, have a list, tick it off, work through it step by step, one by one. Uh, But if not, find another way to kind of hold yourself accountable, whether it's reflecting every day, every week, checking in with yourself, just making sure that you're actually taking the action. And if you're not, then checking in with yourself and asking yourself why. Maybe you've started off with some steps that are not as simple or easy or accessible for you to do. So if it involves maybe reaching out to someone straight away, that can feel maybe quite overwhelming. Maybe you can start with something where you can just go to the shop or online order something, whether it's buying a domain name or setting up an Instagram, maybe that's a little bit more tangible than reaching out to someone for feedback. So maybe structure your list if you're struggling or finding you're not sticking to it in a way that actually makes sense and is like quite tangible for you to do and be flexible with the dates, but just keep taking action, keep taking steps. Even if it's one thing a week, even if you need to push back the deadline, executing and actually moving towards it is the only thing and the only way that you actually start to eat away at that fear because you're literally proving to yourself, Hey, I'm actually doing this. Like I'm doing it. I was scared of it, but now I'm actually getting closer to starting it. And so that fear just gets lesser and lesser and lesser. If you want an accountability buddy, I am more than happy to be there for you. We have a telegram chat kind of just for this, just for people who are on a similar path, who are interested in the same things, who are on a bit of a self-growth journey and really interested in working on these aspects of themselves. So the link is in the show notes. If you want to join, I'm happy to be your accountability buddy. And there are lots of other amazing people in the group who will also be listening to this podcast episode. And I guarantee you there'll be someone else in there also looking for one. So just hit the link. You'll have to download the app Telegram. It's just like a chat app Uh, and come on in, introduce yourself and we can all hold each other accountable there. So these three steps together kind of combine, like I said, stage one. And once you've completed stage one, you'll basically be in a point where you've started that thing, whether it be a podcast or a new job, new relationship, you know, whatever your thing is. Once you complete stage one, the idea is that you've actually gotten started. Then you can repeat the process steps one to three again for stage two, which will kind of have a different goal or a different angle or something else that it's trying to achieve or do or move you in towards. And it's likely you're going to feel fear then again. So this three-step process is a way for you to start to deconstruct that fear every time it pops up. It's not a magic pill that you can swallow and think, great, I'm never going to experience fear again. It's a toolkit for you to work through that fear, draft yourself a bit of an action plan and start taking those steps to prove to yourself that you're not in a dangerous situation where your fear responds or your fight or flight needs to go off. You're showing your body and your mind and your brain effectively that this is not a threatening situation and you're taking steps to make it more familiar and understand it more and more. If this episode has helped you really reframe your fear and you feel in a position where you're equipped to take the next step or start your action plan and just start slowly, slowly working away at your feed to actually start this thing that you really, really want to achieve, then I would really appreciate it if you subscribe to our channel. You can do so either on YouTube, on Apple, on Spotify, whatever platform you're on so you don't miss any future videos. That's it from me, guys. I'll see you all next week for another episode. And until then, stay balanced.